podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We're here. We're late. We're here. This is a View from the Bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for Kingdom of the Giants.com. Today's Wednesday, the 1st of November, 2022. White class back. Uh, my name <laughs> nice. is Patrick Smith. That's a joke I love to make every year. It's either that I'm or something about All Saints. Most of the people watching, Paddy. That or something about, that or something about All Saints. <laughs> Never ever. Um, we are live on YouTube, Facebook, and on Twitter. You can also download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, a load more of your normal podcast providers. On this week's show, three single goal victories for your Belfast Giants at a six-point weekend. Um, we'll get to the games in a bit. Mark Garside had a big milestone on Sunday afternoon. He's our guest on the fan agenda coming right up. And we have news from Dops and around the league. We'll read the four names for October's Play of the Month, sponsored by Funacab. And we'll have a quick look at the week ahead. Mr. Majem, see you well. Oh, can't hear you, mate. Do you switch your mic off? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Just be patient. There he is. How are you doing, buddy? You all right? Yeah. I'm having a few technical problems today. I've just realized my age. <laughs> is that because we were giving you grief? technical issues. Yeah. Everything switched off. So. And speaking of age, how are you doing, Joel? Hey now, Paddy, I was I was just about to compliment you on your really lovely hoodie tonight. I think you look so good tonight. It's kind of, Maybe uh, not so it's, much, but... The, the fashion choices we have for this show are remarkable. <laughs> Having a very great anyway. night. <laughs> Let's get cracking into this show, boys. Um, and we're Because we're starting later as we are, we're going to crack on with the fan agenda, but brought to you by our good friends at Belfast Giants TV. And we're joined by a man who made a major milestone on Sunday afternoon. I don't know what the Dow Jones means. All I want's a late night chef's cheese and beans and I'm a I 
wine for Barnier. I said I'm a long way from anyone who cares. I don't know what'll happen if I get this sack. Oh dear mother, won't you take me back? And I'm a Well, it could mean disaster, but I'll just be plastered somewhere. And if it's a disaster that cannot be mastered, I don't care. I have nothing to lose, no reason to despair. I'll just be plastered somewhere, and if it's a disaster, it cannot be mastered. I don't care. I have nothing to lose, no reason to despair. Hey, Garth Sheds here. Just wanted to uh, congratulate you on becoming the all-time Giants games played leader. Um, it's quite amazing that your body's actually lasted this long, not only to play that many games, but uh, even just to make it through life. But uh, great job, buddy. I just, uh, in all seriousness, so congratulations. You've been a true warrior and a giant uh, that everyone will look up to in the future, I think. Um, when you think of the Giants, you're a player that shows longevity and commitment. Settled here in Belfast with a beautiful family, and uh, it's great to see you achieve that milestone. So uh, I want to wish you all the best for the rest of the season. Hopefully you've got many more years left in Teal. So congratulations again, buddy. The all-time leader in appearances for your Belfast Giants, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Garside. Yes, mate. Yes, mate. Congratulations on uh, on reaching it to this milestone. Thanks. It's been a, <laughs> been a long time coming, right? <laughs> what, what uh, it, 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 you know, joking aside, what, what does a milestone like that mean to a player like yourself? I don't really know. I guess when like when when you first sort of arrive in a place like I did when I was twenty one, it would have been a million miles away from my thinking, you know. But I guess as you get older. It's it's just a, a sort of nice feeling at the end, you know. Um, you kind of you don't really think about it too much, and all of a sudden it happened on Sunday night, you know. So it was kind of like I was actually I knew it was coming up. I just didn't know when because you know nobody can count up games except from Dave. So uh, <laughs> so I, I was, it was just like sort of pleasing, and it was also nice just to get the family on the ice and celebrate and stuff as well. Yeah, I was going to say this is you, you, you're you on the ice with your family. It's something you can share with them. And when you look back in your career with the Giants, it is something you know, a picture you can put on the mantelpiece. Yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, I think I told somebody else the other day uh, when you're young, you don't really realize what it's like when you start taking your kids on the ice when they're young and like they absolutely love going out there and, and doing it all. And maybe they don't understand right, right now, like the meaning of it, but it's definitely a special feeling when you go out there and you're able to 
take him around and wave at everybody and you know that's something they'll probably never forget like you you talk gary about um you know the 21 year old version of yourself and when you came here and stuff and and not even having like milestones like this this is this is a big deal but not having milestones like this in your in your head and now you know you're settling belfast you have family lovely family of three new one just arrived and like trophies galore you've won won pretty much the lot that must be something that you'll look back on in years to come hopefully not a lot more games played but with great pride uh definitely and you know it's hard to describe some of the feelings you know because even just you playing that video i'm almost like laughing at some of like the just remembering especially that night the first one the the league against sheffield that must have been what, 11 years ago now um that was such a good feeling and obviously a few years later we won it with paul lady and then more recently we've won it twice so it's the league that is so you know those nights are special they, they'll always you know ask any player they'll always remember that because they're just it's a special time in your life really and you're very we're very privileged to play for the giants and experience those moments you know i know i know people say you never forget your first but like it, it's one of those so many players referenced that game against i think it was 5-1 we might have one of us but you know, <laughs> yeah. jeff mason references it kiefer has referenced it as yeah. like Give us the moment in your Giants career is the sort of definitive moment if you look back in your career and remember. And so many guys, even though we won brilliantly under Paul, you know, we've we've won so much under Kiefer in the last number of years and we've been really blessed as a club right from the 22 years of how, yeah. what we've won. But so many guys go back to that. Not so much that one night, but perhaps that season that culminated in that great night. Great winning in home ice, of course. Yeah, I mean, it was, just, it was a pretty special game. I think looking back i think we were under a lot of pressure to win that season and mm. i think we led for most of the season but we just couldn't shake sheffield off you know they, they had a really good team as well and luckily it just kind of came down to those two games and i mean we pulled them that night so and we, we ended up winning 5-1 and winning the league and it, was, it was just a really special moment you know like four years earlier i've been playing at the round we came we came last you know so it's sort of like a for me, when I was that young, it was a bit of a development from sort of last to first, you know, and it was really special to feel that. Sorry, Joel, just uh, just oh, one fine. more before I go. And the one, I, I, I don't know whether it's a disappointment for you or not, but one thing that we haven't done is we haven't converted all those championships into playoff successes that we've came so close. I know. So many, so many, and through that mid-period of the, the 2010 to 2020, like we were hitting final after final and just not quite getting across the line. I can't remember, Paddy, if it was Doug Christensen or um, Paul Lady who described a collective exhale, sort of when you win the league mm. so easy sometimes. It's kind of like you've got 10 games and it's like, you're, you're sort of by the time the playoffs come around, you've kind of lost that momentum you had. Yeah, it's definitely, the league is so stressful, especially, I actually felt it more last year than the, any of the other years, but like, obviously we were in a title race with Sheffield, so the kind of... Uh, release of pressure after we won and probably for them too you know we played pretty poorly in the playoffs against Coventry and we were lucky to get through and they obviously lost against Dundee and I think it's just like the you know, all of a sudden it's over and you kind of just lose a lot of energy right after it but for mm -hmm. us fortunately we won and it was like a a real euphoric sort of moment but I think it, we kind of like struggled to get back up to the level that we were playing at um the week after I think in the finals, we were just like the final is one game, and, and I think we've lost 
when I've played with Lost, two of them in overtime, one by one goal, and then last season they were just clinical against us, and then as the game went on, we just took more chances going forward and they scored. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it's it is the one thing that's kind of annoying that we haven't won, and it's one thing that I'll definitely be aiming to do this season, obviously. Uh, give me a chance to talk about the 2011-12 season. You know I'm going to take it. Uh, you talked there for a minute about uh, about you know pressure on us to win that season. I think that's an understatement. We had lost the league by a single point the year before. Um, and, and then we in one of the ballsiest moves of all time, this must have been a Todd Kelman idea, but the hashtag that we ran with on socials and yeah. on T-shirts from the start of that season was <laughs> hashtag this is the year. Yeah. I mean, to come out with that in like August, September with a, a, you know, and it was a fairly new team as well. There was a, a lot of turnover that season. Um, was there ever any sort of uh, discomfort in the room about the league or about the team pumping that as a hashtag all season long? Do you know what? I, I can't remember there being that much grip, like gripe about it or anything, you know? Like, guys <laughs> just sort of took it on board. And I remember we had quite like a. Of all the teams we played on, that was definitely the one with the most competitive characters in it. I would say, like, yeah. the full team was a bunch of angry little men. Even <laughs> <laughs> um, John Pelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, guys like Daryl Lloyd and Kiefer, and we had a few yeah. other, we had like some skill guys on the team too, but they were also angry, so it was, it was like a, an absolute battle that season, and I think for a lot, if you looked at the squads of other teams, they, they definitely, I think, especially Nottingham at the time, they, they had like a really good roster, Yeah. Um, Sheffield always had a good roster, so it was a bit of a battle to stay on top of all those teams and you know unfortunately for us it worked out well i think our competitiveness definitely helped that and doug as well was he's a competitive coach you know he really he pushed that competition like that sort of attitude that we had and fortunately turned out for the best uh, if I can step back just a second, Gary, Davey mentioned it right at the start there. Um, you have obviously welcomed your your third child into the world, you and Becky. Um, I'm, I'm right in saying a little daughter, yeah? That's right. Uh, and, and massive congrats. Absolutely fantastic news. Uh, if you don't mind us asking, how is everything? Everything okay? And, and is, she, is she behaving herself? Yeah, so she's been a good baby. She's been good at <laughs> mellow. She's feeding a lot now and stuff. So um, obviously she had a bit of a rough start. But... Um, you know, once since we've got her home, she's been really good. She's just been feeding and doing doing what newborns do. Which is not very much apart from two things. Eating and sleeping. <laughs> <Good. Nah. laughs> yeah. Can't wait. Coming your that's, way, man. that's why I'm asking. I'm just trying to gather some notes ahead of the big day. Um, <laughs> you, you know, you, you sort of said it earlier. Um, but but do you think that obviously not the new baba, but um do you think that, that your kids have any sort of sense of what daddy does for a job and that it's not that normal? Um, or is it something that you think they just have always been around and it's just normal to them? I think, I think as time goes by, my older son definitely understands that it's, you know, it's not exactly a common job like daddy. Yeah. <laughs> and like, he thinks it's really cool to come and watch and stuff. I tried to get him to play actually, but he, he wasn't really that interested. <laughs> Smart kid. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, okay, let's stay in school. That's good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You no, know, um, you know, he loves coming and watching. Um, you know, Sunday games, he tend to go down. My younger son, he still gets mad at me for going away at the weekend. Daddy, why are you going away? He's like, oh. 
that's, a, and that's also a fair gripe uh, to, to yeah, be fair to. Yeah. And just la- last for me, Patty. Sorry, uh, Gary. Whenever, whenever you sort of, you know, some some amazing video clips there um, for, from your 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 first season in Belfast with Doug Christensen in that season where we lost the league by a point, and even older ones from from Edinburgh and whatever else. Um, it sort of drives home that your career, you know, it's it's been fairly long at this point. Uh, do you still get that buzz from coming to the rink every day, sharing the room and the bus and the boat with the boys and, and playing every night? Absolutely. I mean, like if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't play because obviously yeah. in this league, nobody's getting paid that much, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I think I think a big part of playing professional sports is is especially team sports, is the camaraderie, the training, and uh, you know going away with the boys and essentially I want to say having a good time, but like being part of a team is very it's quite a special thing. I think yeah. it's quite a unique thing to do. And as you get older, you realise what sort of privileged position you're in. And you actually, I think over the last five years, I've enjoyed playing hockey a lot more than did at the start. Like at the, when you're young, you're obviously really competitive and you constantly try to drive yourself and stuff. Whereas now I'm kind of mellowed out and I like, uh, I kind of enjoy it much more. Uh, there's a, there's, there's a picture uh, from Sunday. And what, what's in the box? Giant uh, Jim, my guy. I'm Nothing anymore. Partners. <laughs> no, it's a bottle of gin. <laughs> oh, nice. Are you a gin drinker? Uh, I'll drink. You are not. If it's in my house, it's getting drunk. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, we 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 have a similar approach. Yeah. Um, the uh, just quickly before we've on a couple of questions today. We've one in there from Yvette McLean, who's over in um in Pittsburgh with Ethan outside there watching outside the PPG arena, the PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh on the way to see a Pens game. I think I think uh, Ethan saw again? Sydney Crosby earlier today. Uh-huh. Or, or hey. was it? Yeah, it's a, another another um another meeting with uh, with with Sid the Kid. But uh, he's saying Mark Garside's one of the nicest guys you could ever meet. Big shout out to those guys over in Pittsburgh. And uh, it's one of those, Mark. You know, you've been with the organization for for you know six hundred and twenty eight games now. But it's you know, and we spoke. We've spoke obviously earlier in the season about the sad loss of Jim Gillespie, but the ethos that's brought to this organization and uh, some that you've you know you've you've felt and you've been part of for so long. It it, it does set it aside. Uh, definitely. I mean, as soon as you come here, all of you guys are pretty. Well- well, first, right at the start when they get here, about the importance of the team to the city and the history of the city, and you know what it means to a lot of people around town. You know, it's, it's the one place I certainly say in years gone by where both sides of the community could come together and, <clears throat> and share a space and cheer for something in common. Um, it's also very important. They do a lot of other things like going into schools and doing all these other uh, social development type programs and stuff like that, which is you know, it's they're very heavily involved in the community of the Giants, and it's quite a special thing to be a part of. Going to Twitter, a question here from Alan Brett, just basically saying congratulations on the 628. And are there any personal targets you set yourself each season? Um, survival. Yeah, don't survive. <laughs> 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 don't do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I don't really set targets um, in terms of numbers. Obviously, as a as a defenseman, though, like numbers are as important as play into the sort of defensive system and things like that. So in, ter- in terms of that, just try and do your job properly every night. Um, and ter- more in terms of like more games played, I think I'm just going to play as long as I enjoy it. I think, you know, as long as I can feel like I'm contributing 
what I can to the team. I think I'll always enjoy it, and that's just how I feel about it, really. From a point of view of longevity, you know, how much of a contribution did the switch for the D have to that? Probably quite a lot, because I think when I got when I dislocated my shoulder the second time, it kind of affected a lot in terms of I'd done it after I had surgery, so it was. It completely messed my shoulder up, and I couldn't really do a lot of things I was doing before. And so I had I'd put a season and a half where I had to like rejig my game a little bit, you know, and think about doing things differently. And I think playing D and moving back to D probably helped that a lot because you know I couldn't really shoot the puck as hard anymore and like that. So it was, and it was quite a even when I played with Doug, he really emphasised the defensive side of the game for me playing with Lloyder and Kiefer because they were. Away trying to kill people most of the game, so <laughs> <laughs> you were the glue on that line. The back. glue, although it seems like you just moved back and it was it was like that. The kind of mindset was already there for me to go and play D. I think so. Um, I do think it's probably prolonged my career by quite a bit. I think if I kept playing forward, I might have either moved down a level or maybe just got an, an actual job or something, you know, because I felt like <laughs> as a forward. Not being able to shoot is is uh it's not very good. <laughs> you know, when, 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 after a while, it's not as enjoyable because you know like, what you could have done a couple of years ago, and now it's kind of impossible for you. Um, but I, I do think moving back to D, think about the game differently. You can contribute in a different way. And I do think that's made me enjoy the game again. When you drop back, you know, were there any other D men like on the team at that time you were learning from, like Calvin Elfring or, or guys like that who would sort of carry along to say, you know, this is this is you've played up front for so long in your season. Actually, what you need to do is this. Was there was there a teaching process in there? Probably, uh, I'd say there was. Yeah, I mean, like uh, Wally was the coach at the time, and he helped mm-hmm. me quite a bit. Um, I mean, I went out the first sort of ten games was probably I played with him. And I just passed him the puck most of the time. And I ended up with like 10 points in 10 games. <laughs> just passing him the puck. But, uh, <laughs> but I think I think Jimbo came in that year as well, Jim Vandermeer. And he was really good. Just He probably didn't even realise it at the time. Just telling me like small things. Uh, and then I'm still going away with GB and playing D with Great Britain too. They always have good assistant coaches there like Corey Nielsen and uh, Chuck Weber and stuff. I think it was there. They were really good at showing you stuff on video and things. It's just uh, so I think a lot of things, little things like that, really helped. The For fact, my money, that's you know, what, that's that's sorry, David. Go ahead. No, well, I was, was going to go on to the GB one. Like for for someone who played their trade so long and and so good in the face off circle, but played as a forward and dropped back to D and still got selected in the national program as a D man, you must be pretty proud of that. Yeah, I mean, that's. I think when I started playing D, I kind of had a bit of an uptick in confidence because I found a new way to sort of contribute to the team's success, you know. So I was I was quite happy to go back there and it kind of like just made a bit of a cycle of me trying to play better and doing that job better. And I think that really helped me mm. get into the GP team. And obviously, I've always been able to skate pretty well as well. So that probably helped a lot. <laughs> 
No, sorry, I, I was jumping on the back of just what, what you were talking about there, uh, because you know, you're talking about learning experiences from the veterans that have come through, guys like Jim Vandermeer, Calvin Elfring, whatever else. Do you get a sense now, Gary, because I certainly do, and I'm not the only one, I know this, uh, do you get a sense that you are now that to the younger players coming in? I'm thinking specifically mm. of Jeff Baum. Um, I, yeah. I think that there was a real blossom in Bomber's game in that first season playing alongside you. Do, do you now feel a sense of that role reversal? I think sometimes it is like guys do come to you have come to me and ask me especially about our system because it's i'd say it's probably relatively new how aggressive we play mm-hmm. defensively <laughs> um and so a lot of guys haven't played in that kind of system before you know they'll they'll sort of ask me about stuff and i know with bomber last year it was just a case of i only really remember having one conversation with him and it was just about like the mindset of being aggressive like whenever, yeah. wherever we are on the ice just we're on a rope, you know, it's, we're never too far away from each other. And if one of us goes and pushes or closes somebody down, the other one has go with. Have to go, you know. Yeah. And so, like, I think after that, we, we played really well together. And I think we played well together this season as well. So, no, I think when guys do come do come and ask stuff, I, I do give them, try and help them out as much as they can. We're going to wrap it up in a second, but Davey, you've sent me this to share. Is this the uh, is this following on from last week? <clears throat> this is following on from stats? last week, and uh, like oh, some of these are savage. Are these your uh, NHL numbers? Oh, these are God. the NHL. Who ever thought a man from East Kilbride would end up on Chell? Life is weird, man. Even here, I think. I'm not sure what Chell means, but 84 kilograms. That accurate? That seems heavy. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Let me see. Slap shot accuracy sixty-five. Wrist par seventy-five. Probably the highest. Slap shot par seventy-five. <laughs> after what you've just said about losing the the edge on your on, on your that's shooting. Probably lower than the wrist shot par. That's, that's sure. <laughs> seventy-two on the draw. I think yeah, so. yeah. that's a fair assessment. That's decent. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. The um, have you? Let's see. Same question I threw last week. Have you had a chance to play uh, as yourself in in these games? No, I'm, I don't really play NHL on the uh, on the. I've, I've only got Nintendo Switch, and I'm a, I'm a FIFA guy. <laughs> Respect, so, yeah. Fair enough. If fair I was enough. in a video game, I'd be playing as myself. I mean, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair play. The- the um yeah before we wrap it up obviously you know tough week last week with the three games against scottish opposition one goal wins and all of those and and then we've got this week back against the clan and the devils in town you know how do you feel this season's going i feel it's going relatively well i think i think at the start of every season we never seem to sort of fly out the box almost but we've definitely without scoring a lot right now we're not I think we're lacking a bit of confidence going forward, but we are good defensively. You know, you're saying like three one goal wins, like you know, a win's a win right now. And yep. I think guys are pretty committed to playing good good on the defensive side of the puck. So that'll hopefully buy us time for the forwards to get a bit of confidence going forward and we can try and score a bit more. But so far so good, I think. You've you've talked about sorry, Patty, before you go there, you you've talked about the stress of a long league season and you know, and we say often about how important points in September, October, November are, how they are as important as they are, and, and winning ugly at the minute is kind of, I suppose, what we're doing. And you know, a couple of somebody called them a snooze fest that they are there. You know, they weren't great games mm-hmm. that like watch over the last week, Who but we've came, 
but we've came out <laughs> on the right side of all three results. So I think that's the important bit. Somebody's going to get gubbed soon. Somebody's going to absolutely get the slipper here one of these weeks because all these guys that just aren't scoring are just they're going to have to. Their CVs tell you that they are yeah. going to score goals. So you know they haven't become bad players or anything. They're just not. Get, we're getting opportunities like season high in shots on goal. I think with nearly a hundred shots on and off against the uh, clan. You come up against a goaltender that just refuses to be beaten sometimes. And mm-hmm. fortunately, we got one past them and got the win. And, you know, at the other end, as you say, defensively, we haven't conceded. So, you know, we've done their job. As Roy Keane would say, you've done your job. And, That's you know, we job. came away with six points out of six. So we can't really complain. You know, everybody, the next the next steps to, to win by two, three, four, five, so it'll come. Yeah, I mean, I think we just kind of have to be patient. Um, yeah. So long as we're getting those wins, as long as we are, tight defensively we haven't been giving away a lot of shots or uh, anything like that you know the weekend before we were in Cardiff and we, we kind of did blow them away in the first period almost mm. and we won us the game there Um, so I think going forward if we can get a little bit of confidence and we can keep the kind of defensive solidity I think we'll be good Fantastic well Mark listen 628 and counting yeah. Um, congratulations on passing that milestone thank you for sharing your time with us and joining us and we look forward to chatting to you later in the season no problem thank you very much guys thank you man Big thanks to Mark Garside for sharing his time. Wow. That's a fantastic milestone Brilliant. for him to reach. And like I say, 628 and counting for the man from East Kilbride. It's uh, fantastic for him and fantastic for the Belfast Giants. And great uh, great work there, Davey. And, and a nice message there from Sheds. I love a bit of Mark Garside music. I, I know I say to him all the time, when's the album coming out? And he says, in the next 10 years. And he always says, in the next 10 years. So <laughs> it's, new album. It's, it's just that kind of and the folky guitar music is, is just in my right my sweet spot like that disaster song like i was listening to them all earlier on when i was putting that wee video together fat and moment in time and all if you haven't if you haven't listened to mark Garside music followers out there go check them out in soundcloud absolutely superb if you ever mark real, real song, it's working outside it's working outside obviously what's that <laughs> what? favorite mark Garside song it's working outside it's clearly oh very good <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to the um, we're going to get to the games in just a second. Unfortunately, once again, we have to start with some sad news that it was mm. announced earlier today on the sad passing of um, well, I was going to say Cardiff Devils player, manager, coach, dog's body, commentator, everything. Brent Pope, um, sadly, after an eight month battle with cancer, Davy, uh, and more sad news uh, for a guy who wore some incredible hats. But uh, it was such an integral part of the Cardiff Devils organization. Yeah, I get goosebumps sometimes when you, when you think about things like this. Like he came to this country, he played for so many. T- like and he played for London, he played for Panthers, he had, he had mm-hmm. spells in like Sheffield <clears throat> lower teams. He had the, obviously the Cardiff NL team, Basingstoke. Um, oh, I'm trying to think, London Racers. He played for them all, and, and obviously most well known and associated with the Cardiff Devils. And uh, there's Paxton getting to know the Pope earlier, and uh, you know. We we um 
we can only sympathize with his close family circle and friends and, and you know our Cardiff Devils friends that that know and loved him and you know it, as you said he did he was the Jackie Moon before Todd Kalman came along and took all those roles on you know he was the GM he was the team consultant he was the manager he was the coach he was the player he done it all he lived and breathed that team he loved it things didn't always go according to plan in Cardiff and sports is sports and and sometimes you you can you can outstay your welcome at times and things but i would say you know nostalgia also wraps its arms around you over time and and the the things that didn't work out so well get forgotten because there's so many good things that he did at that club and his heart was in the right place when it came to cardiff devils he loved that club and you know he wore that badge with great great pride and and great honor and it's a, a, a shame to say that he's no longer there he is with another great hat these are the things that I was, I was saying on twitter earlier on you know, well. he's left us with so many memories that make you smile if you ask me for brent pope memories it wouldn't be negative stuff that happened that would be things like that wearing a dicky bow and a stetson on the bench or or wearing those little silly small hats that he wore angers and so a great character i think joel had said earlier on twitter there a great character and there's been so many great characters in this great sport that we love and and brad pope we salute you absolutely joel yeah like i can't add much more to to uh just a really lovely eulogy from david there to be honest to just I, I feel like we're doing this a lot, boys, and it kills me. It just breaks my heart that that we seem to be losing a lot of friends and a lot of faces that that we've all kind of uh, grown up watching or kind of watched do their thing. Uh, uh, Brent Pope was uh, was one of the kind of characters from the earlier years of, of me following hockey here, and yeah. um, sometimes the panto villain. But uh, you know, it's yeah. just a, so. But but that that to me is all part of this wild, crazy circus that that we all love and and. It wouldn't be what it is without those villains and without those characters and uh, someone who was unashamedly himself. And I don't know that you can mm. uh, ask for much more than that in life. You know, here, a man who, you know, like I say, after his uh, hockey career, both on and off the ice, went into commentary. And you'd hear him on many a, of the Olympics commentary. With, and you know, we've seen messages on Twitter from the likes of our friend Aaron Murphy and Bob Ballard and uh, and guys in the BBC and beyond. Who, uh, who worked with Brent and um, uh, I just echo what you gents say you know our condolences go to his family his friends and to those at the Car- Cardiff Devils organizations and fans who uh, who knew Brent and uh, and um, yeah may he rest in peace and uh, yeah we send our best wishes to them um, okay let's get stuck in to the um, the games that took place in the last week, we've had three games in the last week, and we'll, we'll rattle through these, boys, because I kind of agree with Joel's sentiment earlier that, you, that Davey mentioned. Who's <laughs> that? There were no names attached to that. There, there, is, there is now. We'll start, with the the three, we'll, start, we'll start with the 3-2 win for the Belfast Giants that took place last <clears> Wednesday <throat> at the SSE Arena. Uh, Foley, Bast, and Lake with the, it was credited with the shootout winner for the Belfast Giants while uh, for the Stars on the power play it's okay twice the, <laughs> it's okay I was, a, nice I, I was dying for, nice for, for some sort of be, it's okay once he ju- once he scored for for um for okay. says to go eh, it's okay <laughs> terrible joke but it's what I wanted never came um, with regards to the goalies Peyton Jones and Nets for the Belfast Giants 23 shots against two goals against and Anton Svensson 45 shots against two goals against well three including the shootout uh, Pavel Hallis and Andrew Dalton were your referees um, Davey one of those sort of cat and mouse games where the stars refused to go away but the fact that the power play goals were there 
it, it, you know, five on five, the Giants were on top, and the Stars needed that those power play goals to try to get back into it. Yeah, almost 4,000 in the building on a Wednesday night, Paddy. Great crowd in. Remarkable. As, as you said there, the Dundee Stars have got this sort of stickability, and you goaltender in between the pipes, and they're, they're just, they just didn't want to go away. And, um, you know, we, we talked to, to Mark Garside there earlier about the, you know, not the lack of scoring, certainly not the lack of, of scoring opportunities, but the lack of maybe putting it between the pipes from the from the, the top nine, if you like, forwards, and uh, 10 or 11 forwards, really. But we've got two goals from the blue line, which is always a positive as well. And, you know, the first goal, especially, I think I, you'll probably have to zoom through these, Paddy, because I think there's a big 10 minutes of highlights here and people are looking to go to bed. Um, but it, it's, <laughs> Not if they're like, watching it in the afternoon, mate. If they watch this, they might go to bed quicker. That lovely pass across the blue line from, from Goody and Matt Foley coming in and putting it right across the goalie and just in off the far post set us, set us off. And we thought we were going to go ahead there probably – you sometimes think if you can just get one or two behind the devil or the devils, the stars, if you get that second goal quickly, if you get that third goal, you sometimes can run away from them, but they just stuck in and they got that early goal in the second period then. And, and it just went cat and mice and obviously ended up over time, the winner. And it was a bit of a chippy game as well. I think there was, um, the guys took a bit of an exception to hit on David Goodwin. I think it was, there it is actually on the boards. Yeah. And Coops isn't uh, one for shying away from any of the, the, the tough stuff and says, right, come on, try and pull those gloves off that are glued on. So, you know, <laughs> obviously ends in a bit of falling over. But, you know, that Stars games have been a bit chippy this season as well. And and obviously, you know, they, they hung about and it went the overtime penalty shots and Peyton Jones and a couple of good penalty shots. I think Chad Butcher, was it, came up with a, a am I right or wrong, or Paddy? Chad I Butcher, think you're right, yeah. Colby McCauley, can't remember, and I just off the top of my head, maybe Chad Butcher, come up with a lovely one into the roof of the net, and uh, there's a penalty shot call. But, um, look, I, I thought the Belfast Giants were good for the win, five on five, as you've said already. You know, the, the Stars obviously scored on a, on a couple of power play opportunities that they got, and we'll, we can make the penalty kill work for us. But, you know, happy enough with the, the, the two points and thought it was well-deserved. Joel, you know, the Stars, we're going to play them again and again and again. And it's just what we're trying to see from this Giants side is, and we'll talk about this actually in the games to come, is sort of a level of scoring coming down the lines. It doesn't seem to be coming yet. Yeah, I think it's telling though what, what Gary said earlier, and it's a very fair point that defensively, you know, we, we are we are sound. I, th I think defensively, night by night, we're doing enough to give the mm -hmm. forwards the chance to go out and win. Um, and that's fine. Like that, that doesn't point me towards a, a team that's fundamentally flawed. It points me towards a team that's just a little bit snake bitten in front of goal right now. Um, I think with this Scottish triple as well, obviously we'll talk about the other games. Um, but but a bit of a a bit of a, an unspoken factor is that we we actually played, I think, three very good goaltenders over the past week and in, in all three of them. I think Svensson was excellent, particularly in that first period. Um, I think he held us at bay a couple of times. There were a couple of big chances. Um I think he, uh, uh, Goody, it was Goody, um, really early on, point blank one timer, and Svensson dropped the pad to it. Um, and I think he uh, he got in the way of, of Sawyer and David, uh, David Gilbert in the zone. Um, so like he 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 played a blinder. I thought he was very very good. Um, we we are for my money anyway a little snake bitten in, in terms of creating those opportunities, creating those chances. I, I do think I think it was Will Cullen in the Bell Tell this week talked about look 
we're, we're aware of it. It's going to come. Like it's it's coming. We're, we're putting the work in. Um, the, the team on the back end is doing what they need to do. Um, Kiefer said in, in a post game interview, and he was a little frustrated after that Guildford loss a few weeks ago that if you're not going to be putting the the puck in the net, you need to be doing things right at the back. And I think we are doing things right at the back. So um, I, I say don't panic. I say the goals will come. I think that we have more than enough talent in that lineup to start contributing. Um, I, you know, I, I think it's interesting as well. Uh, Mark Cooper, obviously, to me, was the talisman on the second line last year. And, and obviously losing JJ Pekinich and bumping Coop up to that top line. You, you know, you sort of lose what was a top liner playing on line two. And, and maybe that, maybe you just need someone to take the second line by the scruff and, and to give it a bit of offensive spark. And I think that we're stacked with guys like even Derek Angeli, who's obviously coming back from injury, um, who, who I would maybe begin to contribute, you know, in terms of points. And he'll obviously help himself. Um, but I'm certainly not, uh, the sky's certainly not fallen on me after a, a week of sort of frigid uh, sort of games uh, in front of, I think, three good goalies. Can I race us ahead here and um, have a chat about the uh, the Nasland incident that took place? Um, let's see if I can just share this to the end, and that should do it. Mm. Um, obviously, it's gone to Dops, uh, and he's received a suspension for three games due to the uh, the kneeing incident that took place with with Scott Conway, David. Yeah, there's not an awful lot you can say about it. It's just a really horrible, horrible hit. Um, you see here. Um, obviously we're in slow motion, so you can't count one, two, three, but there's like a good three second gap between cons. Cons passes pretty much top of the circles here, I think. And there you go, he's just he's just winding up. So just past the top of the circle, just more or less top circles. Nazan's at the blue line. That's quite a distance to go there. He's hung the knee, he knows exactly what he's doing. He was smiling about it when he was going off. It's dirt. Um I see the, the, the thing about Oh, it just doesn't get any better. We're really, really fortunate. I'm sure Scott Conway is sore, no doubt about it. We're really fortunate he was able to go off, get a bit of treatment from the doctors, get back on for the rest of the game because, you know, we talk about Tally's man and all and Cons has been outstanding for us that season. There's no place for that in the game. People are talking, and I, I, I mentioned Seth Bennett from time to time because he always said about Dops, you know, never compare apples with oranges. Don't compare a hit to the head that gets two games with a knee and that gets three games. They both have to be looked at individually. That kind of hit, and we talked about this last year, and I'm not going to shirk away from um, when incidents happened. We talked about Ben Lake got suspended last year mm -hmm. for not a similar hit, but for a knee and hit, and people were on complaining, oh, well, Nazan's getting three, Lake only got two. Lake got three out at the very start of a game for somebody that was going east to west and Lake was going north to south. And I said at the time, I said at the time on the podcast, Laker, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, and he shouldn't have pulled, he should have not made that hit, and that's pretty much what Dobson said. Nazan has no business making that hit. Nazan is lining him up there with a knee, to a knee, and to me, and now you don't know what Nazan's intentions are, but that looks like someone who's trying <clears> to take <throat> somebody out of the game, and that's just what it looks like to me. I may be wrong, but you know, uh, the evidence is just right in front of you. I think it's a bad hit. He's got to take his medicine. He was through that game, they went on to lose the game, and he's, he's missing three games. I think, was it two or three games from Dobson? Three. No, no place in the game for that whatsoever. He gives a little wave on. He gives a little wave on the way out there, good friend Michael Owens. Um, and it's good that um, the the three games came, Joel. That the uh, the windows of Dundee and Sweden are safe. Well, listen, uh, I, they're safe for now, Paddy. You know, I've, I've made my feelings very clear on the windows of Dundee and the entire country of Sweden. So, you know, uh, leap around and find out. <laughs> uh, I've got the just just in my, my worst. Go ahead, David. You're not. It's done. not even that he. It's not even that he glides into the hit there. There's a definite 
just on impact. There's a there's the left knee goes again to make goes, sure it's an intentional. It's an sure intentional he move. A, he's in, he's there's no body to body. There's no intention to make any sort of play. I'm gonna che- I'm gonna go shoulder to chest. I'm gonna go shoulder to he- anything. He's gone straight to the knee, and at the very last minute, when you look at it here, he extends again. So he doesn't just glide into it, but he changes direction at the very end and makes sure he takes him yep. out. Not if you have 30 seconds, it. boys, here's the black and white. You know, stop, stop say. Um, it's important to know that this plays directly in front of Naslin. He's in control of how any body contact is delivered. The onus is entirely on him to make a full legal body check or avoid the contact altogether. Can't be classified as a collision between two players where one or both move reactively or defensively at the last moment. Um, Conway's no longer in possession of the puck and outside of the acceptable window, time frame and distance, where a player may still be considered eligible to be checked legally. Naslin approaches Conway in a wide skating stance, leaving his extended left knee out and drives in the calm way resulting in a dangerous and direct knee-on-knee contact i mean that's as black and white as it gets for me yeah, he received he receives three games for the belfast giants to take the two points uh from the shootout win and we move on uh highlights in that game of course from our good friends at belfast giants tv and uh, oh before we go on the other thing followed from that game was um a very very enjoyable t- uh, appearance from keyboard kyle Haas which was um, very <laughs> enjoyable on Twitter. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of um, tweets thrown out and tweets deleted. Um, listen, we've all had a few wobbly pops and put some stupid on Twitter. <laughs> That's just what happens. Happened to Zach Fitzgerald as well. He did it once. Uh, and then he started, um, he started deleting them as well. But uh, yeah, interesting. Came on, started threat that he was going to come and have some sort of boxing match at playoffs with fans and stuff. Very enjoyable. It's one of those enjoyable evenings on Twitter when ex-players come on and start acting a big man. Love anyway, it. Uh, as we go to the uh, all we go to the um game that took place over in Kirkcaldy uh, against the Five Flowers, another one goal win for your Belfast Giants, this time a 3 2 victory. Uh, Five Flowers goals coming from uh, Sherman and Housinger, and for the Belfast Giants, Coops and Jelly back in the lineup getting a goal. And Sam Rupp getting a, getting a short handed goal, Thank with, you, what, just just. Under two minutes left on the clock. In goals, uh, Shane Owen, 30 shots against, three goals against. And uh, Peyton Jones, 23 shots against, two goals against. Toby Craig, and the best referee from the Northeast, as his mum told me, Steve Brown. Um, Joel, uh, uh, an early mishap for the Giants uh, and a tough enough fight, but it wasn't the most entertaining of the games. No, it wasn't. I don't think anybody should call it a snooze fest. I think that's offensive. <laughs> Who would do such a thing, Joel? I just think that's not, it's not in the spirit of the game, and you're just not a true fan if you're if you're talking like that. But um, yeah, look, it's I think I think Jonesy would want that back. Um, we, we saw across the week what uh, Peyton Jones is capable of. Look at that four save uh, penalty shootout um, where he was a brick wall. He was outstanding. Um, he maybe just has a little bit of, a, of an edge to his game at the minute where he, he maybe lets in ones that he would rather not let in. Some of the some of the kind of uh, simpler shots that, that get by him. I still think Peyton Jones is, a, is an immensely talented goaltender. Uh, really, really decent fella. Uh, and I think we're lucky to have him. Uh, you know, as, as we go across the, the stretch of the season with him and Jackson Whistle in a tandem, um, that, that's a pair of goalies who, who can contend for championships but he'll certainly want uh, I think he'd be the first to admit that first goal back um yeah this was a game for me that there was a lot a lot of shots a lot of possession um but again just I, th- I think lacked that that killer edge in front of goal um I think our persistence two, two things I took away from this game our persistence paid off 
whenever Coop squared it up in the second period. Um, that, that's just being persistent on goal and, and grinding away, working your system and knowing that it's coming. The other thing, uh, apart from, uh, I'm going to let, as you, your boys are more old school than me, so I'll let you talk about Will Collins sending a man to the shadow realm. Um, but the, the, end, <laughs> the, the end of the game, uh, I think uh, that, that's the kind of game where, you know, your you're game's on a knife edge. Chad Butcher takes that illegal equipment penalty, which, you know, was avoidable for losing the helmet. Um, I felt the ice tilting away from us. And, and for Sam up to find that shorty, at 58-15 in that game on the road. That's championship character. That's the championship character that we've seen from this team since Adam Keefe took the reins. And it's still in this team. Uh, I, I, you know, count us out at your absolute peril at the minute. I think uh, I think we'll come good in front of goal. Um, but, I, but I want to hear you boys talk about uh, that man evaporating under Will Collins' hip check. <laughs> Do you know what? what, it's what it was... Sorry, I just just come in before I go. It's the it's one of those hip checks where you know that in the crowd, and even in the crowd, if it had happened the other way around at the the SSE, there's going to be people going ah, and you do throw your hands up and arms at that. But it was just for me a fabulous hip check, a fabulous one. Got up, baby. Oh, nicely timed. Um, things as, as the younger generation, like Joe, would say, things you absolutely love to see. So yeah, it's it's uh, we all. We um we love to see a bit of physical play. You don't get the same level of fighting in the game anymore. You don't get the same level of open ice checks in the game anymore. So when they come along, they're uh, they're very welcome. And uh, it was one of certainly one of the highlights of the weekend. As, as Joel says, you, you've got to, as a as a coach, as fans, you you try and find uh, you know positives to take out of every game and that that sort of sort of character that we've been shown over the last lot of weeks. Even even in Guildford that we came away with a loss right to the last minute we were mm-hmm. battling the we had opportunities in Guildford even with the goalie pulled to score and and you know I think Scott Conway talked last week himself he he really felt he should have scored with seconds to go to to equalize for us. And you know so obviously we came up with a really late goal to to bring ourselves right swinger right back into it. So this team has got spades of character and they go to the 60th minute. Now we don't always play for 60 minutes but we go to the 60th minute and um, I think again, you know, I, you know, I'm one for the stats and stuff. You go through the stats of this game, we we more than deserve to win one, one, one big positive. You know, we've outshot them to two plus to one. We've we've blocked fourteen shots. You know, so we've been defensively again. Talk about Mark Garcia talked about. We talked about in the, the Dundee Stars game, the goaltending and the defense, and and the, the defense from all five on the ice at any one time or six if you count the goaltender. Um, is good enough to give us a chance to win every game. And this is, there you go, there's that there's that you're talking about. That's what gave us the chance to go on and win the game in the last couple of minutes because we yeah. kept it so tight. And, of course, the, the penalty for legal cutting goes against us and we'll come up with a shorthanded. And, again, I think out of the three, you know, there's points from being in and all three of the goals again. So, you know, you're getting the defensive buy-in and you're getting contributions on the scoring board from the blue line. The, the red line is going to ignite. There's no doubt about it. They've high-quality CVs and it's going to come. Paddy, sorry, it's worth saying that regardless of, of of that hit being as clean as a whistle, never want to see anybody injured. And I hope Sean Cameron's actually okay and back in the lineup ASAP. Um, it was just a good clean hockey hit, but I hope he hasn't suffered uh, you know any ill effects. Fully agree. One comment I would just want to make myself before we move on to the game against Glasgow is that is that third period exchange of goals. You know, obviously it was it's one one going into the third period. The Giants take that. You know, Angeli puts the Giants ahead with that with that goal in the last ten minutes, and you're thinking, oh, there we go. It's been a it's been a 
tight enough matchup, and that's the goal's going to going to win it. You know, Hausinger gets that equalizer with what was it, just over three minutes left. Then oh no, you know where's this going? But for Sam Rupp to take that uh, to take that um, shorthanded winner, it w- was phenomenal. It, was, it just like you say, it's one of those one of those winners. That you think to yourself, actually, we do have a means to find a way to the back of the net. We do have to find means to find in these tough games to find a win. And um, yeah, I, you know, I don't know who describes three snooze fests as it's ridiculous. Anybody would say that, but it's, uh, it's was that sorry. was that was that Angeli, That was Angeli's first first, wasn't it? I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. If so you know, good good to get good to get on the scoreboard. You talking about Angeli earlier on there and. And not that I think Mark Cooper deserves anything less than the ice time he's getting on that top line. To get Coops and Laker back together, I think would be absolutely fantastic. So if someone can come alive and, and go on that wing with, with Conway and Goodwin to, to allow Mark Cooper perhaps to go with, with Laker, because those two instant chemistry, you know, the, the chemistry that they had last season. I like I love Coops on that top line. He's the guy that reverses yep. into the blue paint there. And he creates so much space for Conway and Goodwin and, and does so many good things to allow them the space to, to play and do what they got to do. But, you know, we just got to get that secondary and tertiary scoring. And I think Coops and, and Laker obviously had that. We talked about Bomber and Gary, you know, and, and sometimes you go back to the well that you know that you're going to get water from. So well, it's just food for thought. Yeah. yeah. The, um, the highlights of this game are available from our friends at Flyers TV. And we move on, gents, to the game that took place on Sunday, the 628th game for Mark Garside. Mm. And that was a victory against the Glasgow clan. Let me just pull up the statistics here. I'm sort of behind in it. There we go. 1-0 victory for your Belfast Giants. The only goal coming in that with just over 10 minutes left from Will Cullen. Um, in nets, it was a 19-shot Shot, up, 19 shots shutout for Jackson Double. Whistle, his second at home in a row. And John Muse, the other side, 55 shots against, one goal against. Uh, Pavel Hallis and Andrew Dalton were your, uh, were your referees in that game. Davey, I'm coming back to you. Um, hmm. What can I say? I, I don't John, know Muse, John Muse could barely skip round he was on done. the lap, the clap. He was a mess. Fans. He was a mess. He, although saying that, um, you know, we had 19 shots on goal first period, 18 second period. They had two shots on Jackson first period, four <clears> shots second. So two two things come out of that. Credit to Jackson Whistle for keeping his concentration because probably cold, not getting that much rubber on you. You you can go out of a game. Whereas Muse, we've warmed him up. I think says said in comedy, he was on comedy with Gareth Martin. I can't remember if it was Gareth yeah. Martin or not. Um, no, on, on, on Sunday it was um, Rainer. Oh, yes, oh, of course, right. Kevin Rainer, right. with Kevin Rainer still out injured, unfortunately. Um, hopefully back, get well soon, Rainer, get back back uh, in the lineup as soon as possible, man. Um, we wish you well. Um, it yeah. said about, I think Simon and, and, and Kevin had said about um, warming the goaltender up almost. You know, we can be guilty sometimes of those high slot wrist shots just then letting the goaltender get a bit of a feel. They talk about goal goalies in football getting a feel of the ball you know goal, goalies and netminders and hockey want to want to feel that puck on their their chest pad as well in the first first couple of periods of the game and we we warm news up to a certain extent we, we weren't coming up with massive amount of great is and to be quite honest there's a couple of opportunities that clan had probably third period that had certainly one in the back door that i think uh matthew Wah has fed through the slot and number 23 
springs to mind. I can't remember his name. Um, just has to put it in. Can't score. The, the game can the game can flip, and you can be absolutely dominant. The Giants were absolutely dominant in this game. Make no mistake. This this game had it been five nil, I don't think um, Dixon would have been all that uh, disappointed. Well, they've been disappointed. Obviously, they came with a very very strict strategy of they were going to play. Like it was a one and four when the Belfast Giants were trying their control break up. They're looking out if they're they've really maybe one man not even really pressing that hard on the four check and four stretched out across the you know the the center line. They're just going right, will come at us. Very very difficult to chip and chase and win that puck back in there. You know you're putting that deep into the ozone. You're having to go to work and they're just chipping it out and they're icing it and they're just they're just wearing you out. And it was and you know it was third game and whatever five days for the Giants and you know it's hard to just keep going and going and going, but. Obviously, we scored our things. That the one that's disallowed yeah. um, for the post being off, yeah, and then the Nets period, were yeah. off. The Nets were off before that, to be fair. But you know, it's um, and then we'll come up with a couple of five on three wonder calls from Pavel Halas. Absolutely horrific calls, in my opinion. <laughs> Happy to be judged otherwise. The the the, the call. I thought he did the same. I thought it was the same on on Wednesday against the Stars when we're the, the, giving them the a call. Couple of the call for me on Swayze two plus two for Spear and is absolutely spurious at very best. But anyway, we we came through it. We we managed to see out the call, and then when Will Cullen comes up with what Joel could only describe as a thunder. One times it's just a little bit of traffic going across Muse's eyes. And I think it might be Angela again and the pucks in the top corner and that and, and nothing but the deserved two points for the Belfast Giants. Word for whist, Joel. Back to back shutouts at the SSE arena. And it's just I, I added it, Joel. You can you can come back in this. Um, no, no, you're good. Didn't didn't concede a goal in the whole of October in the SSE in the Odyssey Arena. That's so true. Quite a stat. I'll not retread ground that I've, I've been treading the last few weeks, but I, we're just seeing the the very best of Jackson Whistle. He, he's a, a a player who came to us young and, and came to us with uh, you know a great uh, record in the WHL with Kelowna Rockets, and, and I think he's over sort of the the physical issues that he experienced in his early time here in terms of his hips, the problems that he brought um, along along with there, and, and you know those kinds of hip issues affect everything. They affect your ability to stay fit, your your cardio, and whatever else. I think we're seeing Jackson fulfill his potential right now. Um, I, I'm delighted that he's back. And he's he's made Belfast his home, and, he, and he's uh, he's deserving of of his success right now. And that's also not to take away from Peyton Jones, who who also came up big in the past week. You know, obviously in, in that shootout. Um, uh, something that was interesting about this game, uh, just before we move on, Adam Keith said in post game, and, and to be honest, probably after having sat there through the, the full game, um, uh, and, and me not having the same analytical eye, I freely admit that you boys would have, um, you know, because you're so much older than me. Um, he uh, <laughs> he said that he didn't feel overly threatened throughout the sixty minutes, um, and he's right. You know, whenever you come away from a one nil uh, game where your you know defenseman finds your winner. Adam keeps right there, and it's it goes to back back to what we're saying. Um, that not only uh, did the Glasgow can come in with the the game plan of essentially parking the bus and trying to catch their their chance on the break, um, which is a very negative style of hockey to play on the road. You see it a lot uh, in teams that that maybe don't fancy their chances against us. Um, but but also we once again did the right things at the back, and and, and in no small part helped by Jackson Whistle being absolutely outstanding. Um, the the clan essentially, I think, had had one major opportunity. Patrick Patrick Wah, <laughs> Mach, um found Gary Hayden at the back door in the second period, uh, and it was one of the biggest sitters that that I've seen this season. And somehow they missed. Um, but apart from that, you know, despite it being that one 0 scoreline, um, it was one way traffic. But yes, clan came over to play very defensively, and I also think that John Muses 
unreal. I look, I, I'm sorry, I didn't watch the streaming series during lockdown because the Giants weren't in it. Don't care. Um, but but he played for Nottingham. Sorry, Sheffield during that. Um, mm-hmm. but I went and had a look at his numbers. This is a guy with uh, nine years in the AHL, 184 games, six years in the ECHL, 100 games. He had a cup of coffee in the KHL, he played 144 in the NCAA. That's a hell of a pickup. Imagine where the Glasgow clan would be if they'd had him from the start of the season. Do you know what? Joe, until you mentioned that he was in the streaming series, I didn't even <laughs> realize he played over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no interest. Yeah. for Sheffield. You know, no, like I talked to Sis the other day, and Sis said, like, you know, with his analog or with his commentator's eye or his commentator's cap on, you know, Muse is as good as he has seen in the Elite League this season. You know, and, and yeah. there's some good goaltenders in this league this season. Oh, um, yeah. Don't jeepers turn that off now, Paddy. <laughs> we'll, come, we'll come back to that. <laughs> yeah, for those watching on YouTube, uh, the the uh, well, actually, let's just have a quick moment you know, from a from a infrastructure point of view. The new lighting in the SSC oh. Arena, well, and the introductions yes. and stuff like that. Well, you know, it, it it's just another feather in the cap for the organization and what what the organization, what the arena are able to do. Um, but I thought you know the, the build up and and all that was watched was just second to none. Joel, you were there, just absolutely incredible, proper proper. Like I, I was. I rolled into the arena pretty tired on Sunday afternoon. Uh, you know, I wasn't exactly pumped up, but by the time that puck dropped, I was good to go. It was absolutely unbelievable. You cannot say enough about I'd said it even last week, whenever we were in the first week of, of the new LED lighting being installed. And, uh, and I hope you boys get over soon to see it in real life. It just makes such a difference. It, it looks like an NHL ice, uh, ice pad now. Just that, that lighting is spectacular. What they can do with it um, and, and just how uh, Neil Whiteside again, blowing it out of the park with uh, the, the synergy between the light show and the video, the the fan participation, the Finn McCool participation. It was like watching the Golden Knights. I tweeted that on Sunday and I meant it. It was proper, proper good bump stuff and maybe this is a controversial take but i like the club at the end don't care don't nah, care. Not for me. Yeah, me. i'm a grumpy old man yeah <laughs> i thought it was cool it's you know you see it a lot of a lot of clubs are doing it you know sheffield have their eddies we see we see you new know, storm do things like that clown do things like that but it's um more of an old-fashioned just go around and clap you know, or, <laughs> or, or just go and you know like um like they do in germany just they like, line up and go to one end and give it the whoa yeah like that but it's uh each of their own you know i'm sure a lot of people really enjoy it, it wasn't for me but from the likes of from the point of view of the light show and uh, and the way that the arena is set up it's spectacular absolutely amazing and, and uh cre- credit to the organization credit to the ssc arena i know that robert fitzpatrick mentioned earlier this season when he joined us that we had a few things up our sleeves for this and that was obviously one of them and uh, i'm more part of the elbow for that we're um we're very fortunate we have an ownership that invests so much in the match night entertainment and old agreed. grumpy guys like us can't be we, we you know robert has talked many or spoken many times about the there was four thousand on wednesday night 1500 of them are season ticket holders so you're you're catering for two and a half thousand people who may be there for the first time who may be casuals who may need to be convinced to come back and it's all part of the sports entertainment so you know we'll have to live with that party and you know we'll get old disgracefully but the <laughs> the causeway claps grand and all but i was interested to hear um kevin rain say you know he's still gonna have to stick his lap in because there are people and i've seen it over 20 plus years there used to be i can't remember whether the kid was blind or had something else sat right behind the goal at the boomerang corner end and that sheds used to do it for years mark morrison did it for years to go over and tap the glass tap the glass and i think that's important that there's, there's some people almost need that little 
um, interaction as well as if it's as little as a tap in the glass. So I think there'll still be players that spin around there and give a which is you know we'll keep keep everybody happy, Joel. Eh? <laughs> That's the goal, mate. <laughs> quick quick side story on that involving a different sport. Went to watch Manchester City play the other week and against Brighton, and one of my mates said, "You wait till the very end." You got your free happens. tickets. Well, not not who you think. Um, the, uh, that was previous. Hashtag thanks, Coach. Sorry, sorry Paddy, um, but, yeah. but not for this one. But but we said you wait to the end, and actually at the end, um, all the players went off as you expect. End of the Premier League game, City had won three uh, one in the end, and all the players went off except for one, Erling Haaland. And he um, went. Um, he went. First of all, he spotted a guy with a with a Norway flag and went beeline to him at the end. Photographs the works. Then walked all the way around the outside of the pitch, applauding fans, photographs of kids. Basically, that sort of that sort of interaction. So everybody had gone except for him, and so maybe it's something from his time at Dortmund and, and the German interaction with fans and stuff like that. But you could see, and there were ones just down below us. You could see what it meant to these guys to have a guy you know that they that they watch for their team come over, and Erling Haaland, obviously, you know, scoring for fun in the Premier League, but uh, being able to have that interaction at the end of the game and that sort of gratitude from the from the players to the fans and back again is something that that you know we get it from our sport and it's something that means it means the world in every sport and also it just made me annoyed not only is he score for fun but he also seems like quite a likable character uh, <laughs> yeah, that. Anyway. yeah when they're nice <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but yeah it's, a, it, it's that it's that connection that connection between the fans but it's what makes a club and uh, you can have a team, you can have a fan, you can have fans, you can have an organization. It takes a lot to make a club, and, and that's one of the elements to it. Right, cracking on, boys. We're over the hour, so we're going to do player of the month for October. We've asked people for their nominations, and from those, we've drawn a short list of four. Uh, let me just pull this up. Number one, Jackson Whistle. Number two, Sam Rupp. Number 10, Scott Conway. And your captain, number 64, David Goodwin. The uh, voting will open on Wednesday morning and continue on until Friday night. And you'll be able to vote on who you believe should be October's, October's Player of the Month, sponsored by Phonocab. Big thanks to Phonocab for sponsoring the award. You can get on get it on, at AVFTV on Twitter. Um, Davey, I'll start with you. Who is your choice in that form? I could make good arguments for probably all of them. I like the spread of a goalie, a D-man, a couple of forwards. I think that out of the four, the shortness would be Goody and Collins, and probably slightly... They have a good win. Four mile matches, I think, out of the first five league games. But for me, Scott Conway was exceptional last month. Joe? Yeah, look, strong shout for all of them. But I'm giving the goalie some love this month. Jackson Whistle uh, playing his absolute best hockey uh, this season. Back-to-back shout-outs at the, at the SSE. Deserving of it this month. Because the rest of them are going to get it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jackson Whistle's a really good shout for this month. They're probably edging it for me, but but the other three, especially the cons and what he's been con- contributing in that top line. Same with Goody and and, and then Sam up with you know, in that game at five with an assist and and, and the game winning shorty. You know, it, it shows you how strong uh, defensively we've been that they're able to be defensively strong and contribute up front as well. Like I say, big thanks to Phonicar for sponsoring the award, and you can start your votes on those from Wednesday morning at nine o'clock and uh, 
the hopefully the award will be uh, handed out on Sunday against the Cardiff Devils. Get your votes in before Friday. And big thanks again to Fun Right, Joel, give some news. Yeah, watch how quick I can do this. Sit back, Davey, just chill out, mate. Um, this past week in the via play, via play, what are we saying, by the way? Via play? Via. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that in a second. This past week in the Via Play Elite League, uh, last Wednesday, the Nottingham Panthers hosted the Glasgow Clan, defeating them 6-2, and the Guildford Flames and Cardiff Devils were all square after regulation at the Spectrum before the Flames found their winner in the 58th second of OT. On Saturday night, boys, it finally happened. <laughs> it happened. Yeah. The, newly, the newly Cameronless Glasgow Clan welcomed the Manchester Storm to Brayhead and finally, at the 17th time of asking, got their win with a 3-0 shutout. Nobody defeats the Glasgow Clan 17 times in a row. <laughs> and the, the Flames wagon rolled on in Dundee with a 5-0 thrashing of the Stars. On Sunday, the Panthers down the Devils at home with a 5-2 victory. The Coventry Blaze heaped misery onto the Stars with a 7-2 win at the Sky Dome. The Manchester Storm made it a zero-point weekend with a 6-5 loss to the Five Flyers at the Drizzle Dome. And the Sheffield Steelers travelled to Guildford where they took down the Flames 4-3. Um, and in the Via Play Challenge Cup, which is still happening, um, seven different scorers helped the Sheffield Steelers to a 7-3 win over the Panthers in Yorkshire on Saturday evening and the Cardiff Devils clinched a 3-2 overtime win over the Blaze in Wales there are stunningly four group stage games left and currently six teams have officially qualified for the knockout round our good selves your Belfast Giants the Five Flyers Dundee Stars Cardiff Devils Coventry Blaze and Sheffield Steelers uh, so four more games to go we wait with bated breath um, and more on that via play it was announced today actually that effective immediately the Premier Sports Elite League will be rebranded as the via play Elite League this change follows via play's recent acquisition of Premier Sports and um, they're going to obviously continue to show EHL live games as well as the rebranded via play Challenge Cup final and the via play playoffs weekend and um, the first match coming up following the rebranding is on the 9th of november from the utility util- <laughs> from the utility arena sheffield arena sheffield arena as the sheffield Steelers host coventry blaze um playoff finals weekend early bird tickets also came out today if you haven't seen on socials um went on sale this morning early bird prices obviously we talked to Todd Kelman on this very show uh, a couple of weeks ago about this um they are valid from 1st of November until 11:59 on the 31st of December so get your weekend tickets now if you're planning on going this year adults are 99 pounds concessions 79 pounds and a family which is two adults and two concessions 338 which still kind of hurts to say um each of the 10 elite league teams has been allocated specific blocks as usual and um, the elite say they would like to urge fans to buy tickets in their allocated blocks as quickly as possible to avoid disappointment your belfast giants are in block number seven um, and tickets are on sale directly through the motor point arena website check the ehl site for any more uh, details uh and as we mentioned there uh last thursday the glasgow clan confirmed the quote departure of malcolm cameron with immediate effect um, saying that he joined the clan ahead of 21 22 and despite a late start to the campaign led the club to a respectable sixth place Uh, and the elite ice hockey league however results in the early part of this season have been very disappointing the club are now exploring possible options to succeed him and take the clan forward they say thanks to him wish him well wish him future success and announce that stephen dixon's going to take over assisted by dyson stevenson um interesting that the clan haven't confirmed whether he was fired or he resigned um it feels like one of those by mutual agreement things which means we're saying on socials to make it look like he was fired but he's probably got a nice payoff out of his contract but either way uh the malcolm cameron era uh never to be forgotten I'm not your news, Patrick Smith. Who? Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Joel. Uh, right, let me see. We'll crack on and wrap this show up. Obviously, we got two games this weekend. Friday at the at the uh, Camerless Glasgow Clan away at 7:30 p.m. at the Brayhead Arena. You get that on Clan TV if you're not taking the trip over. And then we're back 
for the first trip to the SSE Arena in the league of the Cardiff Devils, Sunday at 4 p.m. Get yourself down on Sunday or follow it with Mr. Kitchen on Giants TV. Um, any other business? I'm going to start with this one. Uh, let me see. There was, unfortunately, a shirt lost at the arena on um, on Sunday. Robin, is it Robin Gouin? Um, just basically saying that it's her, her dad's shirt, I think this is. It's a one-of-a-kind Kevin Rain game-worn jersey signed on the back on the second two, and uh, they'd really like it back. So if you've seen this jersey, if you have this jersey, you know, it's um, get in contact with ourselves or, or the club uh, or the OSC, and everybody's keeping an eye out for this jersey. Uh, it's a one-of-a-kind game-worn Kevin Rain jersey. Davey, anything from you? Yes, Paddy, stem cells. Um, McKeever's, the chemist, had more people visit the bridge the other week when they were doing their sampling than have visited their shop in three months. So Amazing. they are absolutely ecstatic with the uptake from Belfast Giants fans, the fan base that never stops giving. So um, credit to them. Um, thank you very much on behalf of everyone that needed that. Yep. Well, once again, the Belfast Giants fans step up when needed in things like this. So, congratulations to and congratulations. Well done to the Giants fans, really, and and and, and what they're doing there. Joel, anything yourself? Yeah, uh, I got a message just as we came on live tonight from Alan Price, uh, one of the the main uh, instigators in Boomerang Corner, uh, just saying that uh, the I think the Giants Oregon and, and BC have, have sort of uh, I'm not sure if it's some sort of partnership or working together. Either way, um, they're they're going to be handing out uh, some. I've seen a, a draft of it actually, really nice uh, uh, leaflets around mental health on the bridge this weekend, and um, to tie in with Movember and to raise awareness to talk about your your own mental health, suicide prevention, um, and if they if anyone would like to swing by and grab one of those, it's got some really nice resources and and, and some useful stuff on it. And um, they're going to be on the bridge uh, before the game uh, on Sunday, so swing around and catch them and grab one of those. That's a, a nice thing to do. Yep, well done to those. Just goes to show you know, this. You know, it may be a sport to some, but it's part of our lives. And and, and you know, if we we can have that sort of reach into helping people and helping people better themselves and look after themselves, then it's fantastic that the Giants can help and do that. So uh, and the guys at Boomerang Corner. So congratulations to them and well, well done. Keep keep up the good work yeah. on that. And if that's it, gentlemen, um, it's getting quite late. It's like the old times, Davey. Um, yeah. We're going <laughs> uh, to wrap things up. Like I said, Glasgow clan away on Friday, 7.30 p.m. Get, if you're not taking the boat over, get that on clan TV. And then we are back for the first visit in the league of the Cardiff Devils, Sunday at 4 p.m. at the SSE Arena. Davey, what are you going to say? Next one, we missed one off the agenda. We'll bring definitely bring next week. Pound for pound, best Belfast giant heavyweight. We'll talk about it next week. Save it. I have it. I have it here on my agenda list. It'll stay on my agenda list till next week, and I agree with you. And I know what my answer to this is. Good chat. You, you probably know your answer. I, I think know my you answer, know your answer yeah. to this as well. Yeah, I know my answer. Uh, probably the same answer. Uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, those get, and if you, if you can't get down to the SSE Arena on Sunday, four PM, Belfast Giants TV. Big thanks. To Mark Garside for for joining us. Big thanks mm. to everybody who's been following us live and, and sending in your comments and your questions. We really appreciate it. 
Um, big thanks to you two gents and have, you, a, have, a, have a good week um, you can get us at AVFTB on Twitter on Facebook on kingdomofthegiants.com send us an email podcast at kingdomofthegiants.com get, get us on Instagram haven't done any of the TikToks in a while I'm not going to uh, <laughs> send us an <laughs> he email tried. send us he an tried. email podcast at kingdomofthegiants.com we never get an email send us an email uh, I listened I, just before you go I listened to the very first um podcast again there the other day just when I was doing, it, doing the dishes and the intro hasn't really changed that much in, in 17 18 years whatever and it's like send us a send us an email now i'm i'm linked if anybody sends an email to the podcast that comes to my inbox never get them never get them send maybe some emails we'll read out the best yeah, ones send next us an email, read out the we'll have email, email, email corner. To, do you remember we used to have the rant line as well Patty? we paid for a phone line for years nobody ever rang it <laughs> phone, no, we had one phone call one mysterious phone call convinced it was coach convinced it was Neil Russell putting the voice on (laughs) (laughs) to this day to this day anyway yeah send us an email and and on that gents listen thanks very much for your time wherever you are this weekend we hope you enjoy your hockey and we'll catch you here next time on a view from the bridge Podcast Network.